This is Matthew Meadows, better known to some of you as Rango the Dog. And you're surfing the seas of mojo with Seattle Wave Radio. Catch the wave. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to Northwest Prime. We have a big show for you today. Coming up in 15 minutes, from supermodel to top chef, best-selling author and TV host Lorraine Pascal joins us. So stay with us for that. But first, from right here in Seattle, we are joined by singer-songwriter Caitlin Logan, who has a new album coming out soon and whose music we're going to be enjoying throughout the show today. So thanks, Caitlin, for coming back on. Thank you so much for having me again. You've been a very, very busy girl. I have. I've been uh, in and out of the studio and trying to get ready for this record release. Well, you've been working on three projects. You have 19 original songs out. Um, this is your is this your fourth titled album that that's that's going to be coming out, Animal Dreams? Yes, it is. I had two EPs and then a full length that came out August 2012, and yes, this will be my fourth project. How many of the songs on this did, did you write? Because you are you write a lot of your songs. I do. Uh, there's one cover song, which is a lullaby. There's 11 songs, and I wrote the other 10. Wow. wow. Well, you wrote one of my favorite songs of all time still to this day, River in the Rain, which I was saying years ago should have been on the radio. It was radio ready at that time. I still play it off and on. It's just a, a, a timeless song. Been a long time. that you sent over are, are equally just just as good, and I'm really looking forward to embracing them and, and moving them kind of into my memory of music family collection in my head. Thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely just a continuation because I, uh, I still worked with, with producer and engineer Dylan Fant in Woodenville, and uh, so I've worked with him for the, the past few projects. You've been touring a lot, too. You've been throughout Washington and Oregon and Idaho and down in California and kind of all over the, the Southwest as, as well. Um, has touring, has it changed your songwriting at all? Uh, you know, I, I feel like it, w- it wouldn't really matter where I am. I'm, I'm uh, kind of an introvert, and so it's all coming from, you know, from an introspective sort of thing, and it's, uh, 
you know, a hotel room or my bedroom, it's it's all the same space in my head, so I think it's the same. Mm-hmm. You've been on stage with a lot of kind of iconic people. You've been performing with, you're really well known here in Seattle. You're kind of a musician's musician. Um, you play with a lot of musicians. You're in that community, you're, you're well-liked, um, people are always wanting to play with you. Who, who are some of your favorite people to, to play with, and, and how, how does it feel to share the stage with, with some of these icons in, in Seattle music like, like, like Brandy Carlisle? Uh, Brandy has been a, an idol of mine for several years. Uh, it was a huge honor to play for her benefit show at the Triple Door a couple years ago. Um, she was just very, very kind and, and everything that you hope a, a hero will be when you meet them. And I've, I've really enjoyed sharing the stage with musicians like Dylan Fant, who's worked with me on my projects, and um, artists like Bradford Loomis and Sarah Gerritsen and Sammy Witness. Um, they're just a really fun, supportive crowd. Absolutely, yeah. I've had Bradford on several times. In fact, I think he's down in Los Angeles right now working on some things. So there's there's a lot of things going on in Seattle music. There's kind of a, a magic going on within the community. A lot of artists are kind of getting discovered more mainstream from what we already knew was going on in Seattle. Are are you feeling that at all? Oh, yeah. There's definitely an energy that's happening. Um, definitely a lot of things going on, so many projects, so many new songs and videos and all that stuff, collaborations. Well, walk us through this new album. It's It comes out in May, right, Animal Dreams? Yes, it does. The Seattle release is May 3rd at Columbia City Theater. May 3rd, okay. And we're going to listen to some of the songs. That one of the ones you sent over I really like was called Whiskey Sea and the other Little White Truck. And and, and they're they're different, but, but both very good, but, but kind of, um, you know, different in their own way. Yeah, they're, I tried to, you know, I tried to let the songs be what they were and, you know, touch a bunch of different genres, a little bit of a little bit of rock, a little bit of country, a little bit of folk. Still my acoustic singer-songwriter saying there's a little bit of everything on there. All the people passing by Clouds reflected in tall buildings Your blue jeans with the holes in the knees of Signs in your smile That bend the boundaries of my heart Like when the morning bends the dark And everything gets illuminated I'm a stranger in my life Didn't he the How many people are you expecting to come out to the release party in May? Um, a lot, I hope. I've had, you know, lots of people from out of town say they were coming and my family's going to come in. They're on the other side of the mountains and my sister's in California and my brother's in Bellingham. And so I'm hoping to get quite a crowd out for it. Is your dad still in the, in the military? He was in the reserves, right? He is. He's still in the reserves. Thankfully back home. He was overseas for a while. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that, that he was serving overseas, and um, I think Seattle Wave Radio got a hold of his schedule and kind of 
played songs that, that he wanted to hear uh, because right. the time difference yeah. was, what, what was so different. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that was, I was hugely grateful for that. You know, it was a really, really cool way to, to see the connection, you know, that, that Internet radio can have. Absolutely, that's right. And it really is a, is a new dawn, it's a new day really for being able to make the world a, a much smaller place because we have people who listen from the UK all the time, from Ireland and, and England and Germany and then all the way, um, for some reason right now Mexico is really listening in a lot and uh, we have a huge audience coming in from Mexico and they can just listen just as easily in Mexico or the UK uh, as or Australia or Japan as, as they can from Seattle. Yeah, it's a really, really neat thing that's happening right now. Are, are you finding when you go to shows and, and you meet people that, that you're seeing people from outside of Seattle who, who recognize you th- through your music that they've, they've, they've heard via the Internet? Um, I, I have met a couple of people who came um, because of the Internet. And then I also had um, fellow singer-songwriter Camille Bloom tell me that she was touring in uh, Germany and someone came up to her and and said that they knew of my music because she's also a Seattle-based artist and she just thought it was really, really funny that someone in Germany was was talking about me. It really is, and uh, what I've been finding is the UK especially, and, and I'll also put Japan into this too, they're really in tune and they want to be in tune with what's going on in, in the United States and right now hypersensitive kind of on Seattle. They want to know what the music is, what we're wearing, what we're eating, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and so there's everyone's really kind of tuning in and, and seeing. And, and I couldn't be prouder because it's a great time in Seattle for music and food and fashion and all of those things that, 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 that make us what we are. And I, I, I believe music is really leading the way. We've, we've seen that over and over again, just so many people um, getting exposed out of Seattle music. Well, it's incredible because it's a really vibrant and, uh, and a beautiful scene and city over here. Mm-hmm. Now, you played the... Uh, uh, the Tractor Cavern, you played Numos, and you played the Triple Door, all of which, if you're coming to Seattle, great, great venues to be able to see music and, and live music. What was oh, that definitely. like, especially at, at, at the Tractor? Oh, it's such a cool thing. I mean, it's, uh, and it showed growth, too, because no one, I mean, no one knew who I was when I first came to Seattle, and I, I made friends, made connections, and I'd been trying to play the Tractor for a while and just couldn't get in, and then... You know, to to see the change and and then be able to headline the tractor with my band is really really cool. Well, and a lot of big name acts when they come who aren't from Seattle come to Seattle. They they play the tractor, so that's why I, I had kind of brought that one up because it is such an iconic place. You, you'll see big headline names, and then I love that they've been pairing Seattle music and showcasing Seattle music when kind of headliners come in. Oh, definitely. There's a there's just a natural energy in that venue. People like it. It's cool. It's iconic. It's, uh, it's a really fun place to play. And um, the Triple Door is is another one that's also just. I, it seems like musicians really love to play the Triple Door and and uh, Numos, but both of those. Uh, yeah, the Triple Door definitely because it's uh, you know it's built around the music. It's a listening room, and you know people can get their dinner and their drinks and hang out, and uh, it's just a really really beautiful space with. Uh, beautiful sound. Well, people can stay up with you at your website, which is CaitlinLogan.com, and your music, your past music, is is it available on iTunes and CD Baby it is, and, and yeah. all those outlets? I, yep, mm-hmm. iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. 
And then the, the new CD will be released to the public on, on May 3rd as well? Yes, as a digital. It will be up on iTunes. digital download? Okay. Yep. Oh, on iTunes. Great. Okay, so people can go to iTunes with a little iTunes gift card that we all get for our birthdays and every yes. little holiday that comes up. I think I have a stack of them that I, I need to sit down and really burn through some music on my own. So um, yeah. I will definitely be doing that. I'm going to add that to my list, Caitlin. <laughs> well, thank you. So, um, uh, you know, uh, Seattle buys more music on Amazon than anywhere else in the world, and I'm really proud of that fact, and it's because we have such great music to draw from, and such great music lovers in Seattle. So um, if, if if you're a music lover, come to Seattle. We want you. And, and buy our music. I totally appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go out with Whiskey C. Do you, do you want to set this up for me? First single from the album, I made a video with uh, local Seattle photographer Jason Tang. So that's also my website at CaitlinLogan.com. And, uh, yeah, first single from the album. Come check it out at the release show, May 3rd. Very good. Here it is, Whiskey C by Caitlin Logan. Be right back.
We are back, and from supermodel to TV host, top chef, best-selling author, Lorraine Pascal joins us today. I'm really excited to talk to her because I, I have some questions about her, her exciting new cookbook that's out called A Lighter Way to Bake, and so we're just going to get right into it. Thanks, Lorraine, for coming on. Hey, how you doing? Great, great. You know, a lot of times we wouldn't think supermodel and chef in the same sentence because we didn't know supermodels ate, I guess. So tell us how that works. And and, um, you know, and well, our, um, lots, lots of models, um, when they finish modeling, they do different things, and the thing I chose was baking. And you um, have this new cookbook out, which is great, called A Lighter Way to Bake. And so it, it allows us to enjoy baked goods and, and cooking and the finer things in life, so to speak, which we all live for, eating, um, and, and not have a lot of guilt associated with it. That's exactly right. Um, uh, it's good to enjoy a baked treat but not have all the calories, and that's exactly what this book does. What do you say to people who say that, that they can't cook? I think a lot of people say they can't cook, especially a lot of people can't cook, which you can follow, which feels like you have a chef on your shoulder guiding you step-by-step step through the recipe, through all the twists and turns, and making sure that you have an amazing product at the end of it. And that's what a light way to bake does. And a, a lot of people think that eating light or, or, or lighter way of cooking, you have to give up taste, and that's not necessarily true. No, I mean, there are some recipes that don't taste as good as they can, but in my book, I've made sure that even though I've reduced the fat and sugar in some, um, fat and or sugar, um, that they still taste amazing. Well, and I'm a believer in that because I saw on your website the gingerbread pancakes with bacon and maple syrup, and I will tell you, I would crawl through glass to eat that. That looked so amazing. <laughs> well, it's all in the recipe, and it's all about substituting things like fat for some, um, like the butter. You can use low-fat yogurt and those kind of things just to make it taste still good but much, much lighter. Mm-hmm. You're very active on social media with, with your fans, and, and you seem to really be a a, a real people person, a, a real approachable and thoughtful. Um, on, on your website, you also have um, life stories and inspiring women, and uh, just it, it's a really great website. I encourage people to go there because it's just not only just recipes and, and, and learning how to eat right. You really have this whole collective community involved with you. Yeah, I think it's important to engage people that buy your books and watch the show. Um, I love writing to hearing people's news, what they've been doing, um, how their recipes are going, and suggestions for recipes that they might want me to develop. So all those mm-hmm. things, look at the Facebook, so, so important. Um, and it's a great way that they can access me as well and ask me any questions that they want. Yeah, um, and, and, and they do, for sure. They, they're tapping into that. They want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah well, it's <laughs> great. I mean, it's so lucky to be able to have that medium. Um, I'm, I'm Twitter, sometimes I'm on it, sometimes I'm not. I forget sometimes the days. And then I like to get back on it and answer, answer as many questions as I can. Do you manage your own Twitter yourself? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah. Okay. Are sweets are popular everywhere? I, I know in America we, we have a huge sweet tooth. Is, is that kind of universal or does it vary from country to country? Um, I think it is most definitely universal. Um, sweet sugar, after you've had a nice meal, it's wonderful to finish it off. 
Um, so I think desserts are definitely a universal thing. Cupcakes are real popular right now. Do do you kind of see them staying popular, or is there something on the on the horizon that we need to be looking out for that's, that 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 we could be baking that that will be just as popular to our our, our family and friends as cupcakes are? Or is well, cupcakes still the same thing? We have uh, donuts, 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 donuts. God knows what else. Cupcakes are fabulous too. Brownies are great. Cookies are great. I think cupcakes are here to stay. And there will be another new kid on the block at some point. Who knows what it is? But cupcakes definitely will always have a place in the nation's heart. Well, I, I, I believe that, too, because it, it's like a serving in, in your hand. It's like one, you don't have to feel guilty. It's like one, you don't have to cut the piece of cake too big or too little. But on a cupcake, you, you mm. know, it's like the serving, here it is, and you eat it, and, and then you're done, and then you're satisfied. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, interesting you said that. In a lot of books I've seen with low-fat baking, low-sugar baking, you look at recipes, oh, that's amazing, you know, this cake only has X calories. But when you make the cake and slice it into the number of slices they're suggesting, you realize the slice is just so, so small. So I wanted to make sure in my book that the slices were still generous and just be honest with exactly how much calories there are but still give nice big slices of cake. Well, and, and you can put that in your profile that you're a cake eater and a health food nut. And a lot of times we, we don't think that. We, we, we want to be healthy, but we want to eat cake too. Yes, we do. We want to be healthy. But, you know, I think everything, everything in moderation, including moderation. So, you know, you have healthy breakfast, lunch, maybe. And for dinner, you could, of course, have just a little something naughty. But, of course, exercise is really important. But it's all about balance. Serving yourself completely of all the yummy foods, I don't think it's a good idea. Just be able to give yourself a sweet treat now and again. And there are a lot in my book, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I, I looked through it, and I, I, I love to eat baked foods. I'm not a, a huge baker because I'm always kind of a little afraid to. But, but, but what I liked in yours is, is, is it, was, it was simplified so where you, you knew that it was accomplishable. It wasn't like the old Julia Childs thing where you have ingredients and, and double broilers and all these kind of things <laughs> to, 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 to make something good. It, it, it was all things that we have in our kitchen and they were easily accessible for, for us and, and not overly time-consuming. Yeah, it's really important with the recipe that everything's accessible, but you don't need um, all sorts of um, weird ingredients and awkward equipment. Just so you can go into your go to the store, get what you need, and know that you'll just have the basic equipment, which is all you need for the rest of my recipes in the book. Just basic equipment. And you have a, a daughter. You're, you're, you're a mother. Is is she showing any signs of wanting to kind of follow in your footsteps into the the, the world of cooking? She's just focusing on our studies right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 good. Um, how were how you received when you came into crossing over from modeling into to, into the, the, the foodie world? Everyone was really supportive. Um, everyone was really supportive and encouraging, and the fashion industry were great, and the catering and chef world welcomed me with open arms. That's that's really great to hear because you, you, you just kind of never know. Every little world is kind of their own little 
microcosmo of, of, of the universe. You know, you kind of have the modeling world and the sports world, and sometimes they, they, they don't necessarily mix. So when you hear that they do, it's, it's always it's like, yay, there's hope for society. Yeah, sorry, I just didn't hear what you said. The line just cut out. Could you say that again? Oh, no, no problem. I, I just said that a lot of times that all of these little, the sports world or the modeling world or the music world, they, they don't connect all the time. You know, they're, they're, everyone's running around in their own little world. So it's nice yeah. to see when, when they do connect flawlessly like that. Yeah, it is an interesting connection. I mean, lots of people, um, especially with the press and stuff, are so interested in this model that's suddenly baking. You know, because models don't really eat, people think. You know, I definitely eat, and especially with these lighter cakes and bakes and savory foods, you can eat a lot more. And it's worth know- knowing that in the book, there's lots of savory recipes too. So when you're coming home from work and you want to cook something really quickly for the family, just throw it in the oven. There are lots of recipes like that that are really tasty, quick and easy. Well, I think that that's the unique perspective from this book is because really in our minds, we all kind of want to look like a supermodel, but then there's this myth or fact to some degree that to, to obtain that, that we can't enjoy life. But you are a great example that you were a supermodel and you still look like a supermodel. Um, you put it right out there that you like cake. You are a cook, you are a chef, and you've made this wonderful cookbook. And I, to me, you're a living example of there is balance that, that, that we can achieve in, in having a healthy lifestyle and, and not having to give up. Because so many people will say, I would rather, you know, not live than not be able to eat good food. Um, probably I could be one of those people. Um, but, but you are showing us that you can have both. You can have both. You can have your cake and eat it, and it's just all about balance. You have one meal that doesn't work out, but you know you've eaten too much, just make sure the next one is and more healthy. Mm-hmm. Were, were you able to do that when, when you were a supermodel? Or did no, you have to I learn that? I, no, I think I just learned it, but you, know, you have a lot of pressure. You've got a, a big fashion show coming up. You're going to be on a runway in, in front of the world's um, fashion press, you know, you have a big incentive to make sure that your body is perfect. So that's kind of easier in a way because of the incentive of that, knowing that you know, every, every day is each holiday day. You have to be ready and on form. Um, so I just ate a lot of salads, um, a lot of vegetables, a lot of, fresh, um, you know, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, and just kept it really light. I think that you're a really good role model, especially for women and young women who struggle with body image, and to be able to see that there is a lighter but healthier and fun and tasty way that we can eat and still maintain our our, our attractive appearance that, 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 that we want. We all want to be healthy and, and, and somewhat attractive, and, and, but, but yet be able to indulge here and there. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is finding out what your ideal weight is supposed to be and, and trying to hit that target and being realistic. You know, we all have a, a shape and a size, and it's not trying to be something that you can't be and not beating yourself up if you don't get it right and just take baby steps, get lots of support, have lots of supportive people around you, and do indulge in the odd occasional bake treat um, when you get to your goal. Well, and, and people can examples of that that you have on your website, LorrainePascal.com, you have women who've 
embraced this lifestyle, lost a lot of weight. Their testimonials are right on there. You're talking to them. They're interacting with you, you know, pretty frequently on there. And that life stories page that you have on your website is just, I, I think there, that there's a whole other TV show that, that, that can come out of just that page alone. Yeah, it's interesting because when you're a model, being a model, people aren't really too interested in the UK anyway on your sort of healthy eating stories. And I wanted to um, just put real life stories of people on the website so that other people could really relate and see how people can um, triumph over adversity. And that's what that life stories page is about. There's some wonderful women and men around there that have achieved such amazing things. And I think it's quite inspiring when other people can read that and really maybe get some hope from that. Do you find that that's also universal right now? I, I know in, in the States that we, we have a, a huge um, self-image issue going on, especially with, with teens. Is, is that also transferred over to the UK as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's such a lot of pressure um, of how to look and what we should wear and that kind of thing. And there's not enough, I think, on the, in the inside and how important it is to be a good person, to do the right thing, to have good morals. Um, so to have a sense of self-worth and self-belief is quite, quite difficult because so much television is focused on, on the outside. And, you know, if you don't look like this, if you don't look like Kim, Kim Kardashian, if you don't look like, you know, Giselle, then, you know, life's not going to be good for you. Um, and at the end of the day, our outsides are one thing. But the most important thing is how you are and how you feel on the inside. I always say that, you know, when girls say, oh, I'm not pretty enough and this guy doesn't like me, I say, well, even if you're very attractive, um, that might attract the guy to you initially, but what they're going to fall in love with is how you are as a person inside. Yeah, that's, there, 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 there's something about, you know, and, and they always say, well, you got to love yourself first, but, but, but there really is something to that, you know, appreciating who you are and what you bring to the table and all of your gifts and, 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 and bringing that forward into any any relationship, where it's a it's a, a loving relationship or a friendship relationship, or yeah. um, you know, just even a working relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's more trying to turn the focus inside, and that you know that's what I find with baking that it's really nurturing. So I love doing a fashion, and that was great fun, and I was really fortunate to do it, and I still do some of it today. Um, but having something that's nurturing that I was passionate about, which is the, the food and the baking and the writing recipes, I, um, I felt that I, I was really fortunate to have found that. How old were you when, when, when you did discover that? Um, it was about 10 years ago. So I'm very envious of people who know what they want to do so early on in life. Um, but it did take me a while and a bit of trial and error to find what I wanted to do. Do you remember the first cookbook you ever purchased? Well, well, I did cookery at school, so I mean, I purchased my first cookery when I was about 11. I just had all basic recipes like mac and cheese, lasagna, cheesy potatoes, and like an onion tart and stuff like that, really basic, tasty, delicious recipes. It's it's probably interesting now that I'm sure when you have your signings for, for, for your cookbooks, people are coming up and it's their first cookbook, and your first cookbook is now their first cookbook. I'm, I'm sure you must hear those stories. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I suppose the thing about a life great to bake is it's great for people who are starting cooking and have never cooked before. It's great for people who have been cooking for a while and looking for some inspiration and new recipes. So it really is a recipe book that's across the board for many different people, male, female, old and young. And I get regular feedback from those people thanking me for the recipes and 
you know, that when they make the food, they do get a really nice product. But it's funny because I had just talked with someone. I would said that you were going to be coming on the show, a friend of mine who who originally lived over in the UK and were, were very familiar with you. And they said, it's funny because I just got that uh, cookbook for my daughter for a graduation present. I'm going to be giving it to her in June when she graduates and goes oh, off to college. So she has some, yeah, so it, it was really funny. I said, I'm going to tell her that, as a matter of fact. She goes, well, it's her first cookbook. And she said, and I'm going to send that off with her. So. Amazing. Oh, I'm happy. I hope she gets blood out of it. <laughs> well, she said, you know, you um, a lot of kids kind of, you know, she said, you know, they, they miss those meals when they leave home, and, and sometimes the, the, the food that they turn to is um, fast food and that they can develop unhealthy eating habits. I mean, she had really thought this whole thing out, and she said, it's funny, I had, I, I've just, I'm sending that with my daughter as she goes away, so she has a, a oh. little bit of uh, something to fall back on. That's awesome. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, really appreciate that you took the time to come on today. I really want to encourage people to go to LorrainePascal.com because, like I said, it's such a great website. There's something there for everyone. There's these wonderful life stories. There's these wonderful, healthy ways to cook. Really, I swear, I would crawl over glass for those um, gingerbread pancakes. I'm going to <laughs> have my husband make those for me. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, tweet me a picture if he does. I will. I, I, we, he, my, my husband should have gone to chef school because he's always really wanted to be a, a chef. So he's he's a, a home a home cooking chef, probably like most most people are. But uh, he loves to take on um, new recipes like that. So he's he's one of those people I can point it out. And then and everybody needs someone like that in their home. If it's not you, buy the cookbook for the person in your home that that. Is. It might not be you, but it might be someone else in, in your house. Absolutely. I totally agree. There is definitely something for everyone in that book. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's called A Lighter Way to Bake, and, and she has more, and you need to go to her website, LorrainePascal.com. Thanks, Lorraine, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we'll be talking with you in, in the future, I'm sure, and I'm going to stick with that website. It, it's really become one of my favorites. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you. Bye, bye. You can find out more at LorrainePascal.com, and that's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E-P-A-S-C-A-L-E.com. We have it up on our, our website as well, probably flashing before you right now. So it's absolutely a wonderful cookbook, a lighter way to bake where you don't have to give up taste. You heard it right from a supermodel, and she still looks like a supermodel, and she's eating all the time. And she's an absolutely great, great role model, especially for um, people struggling with self-image issues, um, which is almost everybody, because we want to eat, we want to look good. We're going to play Little White Truck by Caitlin Logan. And of course, you can find out more about Caitlin Logan on iTunes and at her website as well. We'll be right back.
Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day. Seattle Wave Radio. Your Seattle, your scene.